0: You have reached a phone call from Paul. A Literary Hub podcast. To hear more, visit LetHub.com. Part 1 of Paul Holden Graber's conversation with Jumpalahiri. Lahiri. Hello?
1: Hello, is this Jumpalahiri. Lahiri? Hi, Paul. Hello. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm. I'm well. I'm well. I'm very happy to talk to you. I understand you're. You're. You're just between being here and about to leave.
0: Indeed. Indeed. Packing our bags.
1: How does that feel?
0: It feels very good.
1: <laughs> it feels like a, a a homecoming that you're you're going back home.
0: It does. It does. I, I was just. touched am by so many people in, in in Rome who are writing to us, who have kept us in their thoughts and hearts, remembering, you know, the exact day that we're coming back and, uh, just wishing us, um, a welcome back.
1: A bon voyage.
0: Well, and also just a, a happy stay there, you know, and, um, and it's interesting. I mean, I think these moments of departure, of arrival, um taken very seriously in certain places and, and perhaps a little bit less seriously uh here in in the u.s and, I, and I, I say this only because i also just got back from calcutta and um and being there i was reminded of how how uh, what a profound experience any journey is you know even if it's to the next town to the next village never mind you know across the world, and and people really, um, they don't take, they still don't take it for granted, you know, the the kind of miracle of it and the danger of it uh, is always taken into consideration. And and I was struck by that. I I am struck by how uh, my relatives in Calcutta and also my friends in Rome have a kind of similar experience. many of them have a similar relationship to um, knowing that people are moving around, you know, and, and what that means.
1: Why, why do you think that coming and going is perhaps less significant here, or that there's less of a kind of a threshold experience, um, you know, at this moment of the year, a Janus kind of experience?
0: I, I don't know. Maybe because everybody's, come here and everyone's so many people uh, comparatively uh, do have more fluid lives and trace their own lives their family histories to other places and then life in the United States is in general it's a much more uh, much more mobile society you know I mean I I made so many friends in Rome who grew up there, who were born there, grew up there, went to college there, and are now raising their children there. And moving from one neighborhood to another is, is um, you know, an enormous change, represents an enormous change. And it reminds me more of my family in Calcutta, you know, um, where simply moving from one part of the city to another is, is considered almost revolutionary.
1: You know, it, 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 so many things come to mind, Jumper. One of them is a friend of mine many, many years ago spent a year in America, and I asked him what one significant element of living in America was for him. I always think it's very good to ask that of someone early on, because they have such a vivid sense of what matters, because it's so linked to first impressions. And he said to me, U-Haul... <laughs> you know, which, I, which has never left me. U-Haul, and then he added, "You know, I'm so amazed by how many storage units there are in America."
0: I was just going to say. I was just going to say. Driving back yesterday from um, my sister-in-law's home in in Pennsylvania, I was struck by all of the storage units on the along the highway, and then coming into Brooklyn, and you know. It's impressive.
1: And what does that mean? I mean, what I mean, if 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 you had to think about it? I mean, for me, it means so many things about people putting their things away and um, sort of imagining that they will live in the future or that they don't want to discard in the present. Of course, these are obvious things, but I, I wonder what what came to your mind when you when you saw this this kind of way in which the american landscape is covered with storage spaces
0: well i think it's uh it it fits into what america has always been i mean it's a it's a modern uh consequence i mean the fact that there are all of these spaces empty spaces that can be filled um with with things, while people themselves move around for um, you know for other opportunities, uh, whether it's a job, it's I mean, usually it's a job. I mean, I, I think it's you know it, it really is a society um, that is um, deeply informed by people's relationship to their to their work, to their careers, to advancing those careers, to having better careers. Um, to uh success uh and and those kinds of things are, are held um you know they have a sort of primary importance and um and i think people think less about well i want to live here because i actually like it here because it actually makes me happy you know because i actually want to be here i mean this is of course um, you know, I can't speak for everybody, but but that's the, there's this driving force, you know, that moves people around here. Uh, people, I mean, children leave at eighteen. You know, they leave home and they go sometimes very far away, uh, very far away, um, because the United States is big. You know, um, again, I mean, having lived in 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 Italy, you know, where I, I was reminded. Much more of my uh, extended family in India, where it was perfectly reasonable for children to live with their parents into their, you know, certainly into their mid twenties, even into their thirties, you know, even even beyond. I mean, and even without the sort of tradition of, you know, joint families and uh, once you marry, you you stay with your parents and all of that. I mean, even even beyond that, I think, um, there's no pressure, there's no expectation for, for, for a person at 18 to, to strike out and, and have his or her own independent relationship with the world, um, you know, sharing apartments, living with other young people, learning to cook, learning to do all of these things, um, you know, and, and I think there's, there's an advantage to doing those things, and then there's also something that gets lost along the way.
1: Um, the 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 need, I mean, the pressure, as you put it, the the pressure to perform, then translates so much in nearly the first question asked when you when you encounter people on this side of the pond, which is, "What do you do?"
0: Yes, yes. Which is, I mean, it, and all you need to do is go somewhere else and find yourself, you know, I mean, so many times I would find myself at a dinner in Rome and I I had no idea what anybody did and nobody knew what I did and we just talked about other things and we all said goodnight at the end of the evening and and really, I had no idea if these people were doctors or painters or, you know, bird watchers. I had no idea.
1: Was it difficult to to accommodate yourself to to that way of being where uh, being doesn't mean doing necessarily. Um,
0: well, I, I prefer it, you know, because I, I find, I don't know, um, I, I think it's more interesting when we, you know, we all do things. Everyone yeah. does something, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yes, we're all doing things, we're all busy. Um, you know, and I, I find it a little bit boring to talk constantly about how
1: busy we are. I was going to say, here we we're part of the busyness is the fact that we're talking about how busy we are, or we're talking about what schools our children will go to, what real estate we might have. I mean, they they're subjects that keep us even before occupied, they keep us preoccupied.
0: Yes, and, it, and but it's a sort of I don't know. I mean, there's a sort of narcissism to it all, isn't it? I mean, I yes. I, I really do prefer to go. You know, if I go to someone's house for dinner, I, I prefer to talk. I, I prefer to prefer to learn something that will stay with me. You know, like tell me about something I don't know. Tell me about a, a musician I've never heard of. Tell me about a a, a a a poet I should be reading. Tell me about something about the world that you know a situation that um, someone can explain to me in more detail, um, I don't know. I mean, I I find this much more stimulating, um, more valuable, and and more interesting, you know, than to learn methodically what it is that um, one does and what what that job entails and, um, you know, what contribution one is making to the world, whatever that is a um, sort of, you know, verbal exchange of CV that happens a lot here, I think, when you meet somebody for the first time. You don't know what else to talk about, you know, so you, you just explain what it is you do to sort of justify your presence. And and, um,
1: and one might even go further and say that if your CV doesn't quite match the expectations of your interlocutor the conversation may not go further.
0: It may. It may. I mean, there is that, uh, you know, there is that danger. So um, it, it's just a different way of communicating here, I think. And, um, and I do find it very different when I'm not in the United States. Um, I mean, the only other places I... I can claim to know at this point well are, are India and, and, and Italy, having, you know, lived in one of those countries and having visited one or the other, you know, throughout my life. And and um, people just talk about other things. I mean, whether they're, they're small things or big things, but they just talk about other things. It's a strange phenomenon, you know, but it's, it's very noticeable. I mean, the energy of the conversation are very is very very different i think from from the typical energy here that i that i find where it's much more kind of you know an earnest explanation of of one's activities
1: are you saying in some way that the conversation that you i can tell you're anticipating as you are this this trip you're making very shortly to to back to rome that in, in a way the conversation is less predictable.
0: Yes, absolutely. It's absolutely less predictable because, you know, it, it, it has its, it takes its, um, it takes flight sort of in the moment based on the people who are there and the mood people are in. And, um, but I, I think people care more about um, creating a conversation. You know, it's, it's not just what we bring in our pockets to the table because we all we can all endlessly talk about what we do.
1: You know it's funny you should use that image because you you know that I have this passion for Adam Phillips. Yes. And and Adam Phillips says in a book called Side Effects. He says that when we talk to each other things fall out of our pockets. That's great. And you know it's this image that um digression is secular revelation that in some way we we don't quite know where we're going and that's that's the joy of it all that's and i imagine that to some extent you know when when we started this this conversation you were you were speaking about how excited you are to to go back and how kind people are to remember you and i imagine you're excited to have some of those conversations that you don't know you don't know what they will be about, but you know that they won't be about somebody's most recent promotion
0: No, they won't be about their relationship to their boss and or some irritating coworker or the fact that yes I mean it won't be about those things um, you know and they they tend to be I mean here's an example of you know what I mean I mean I, I tend in conversations you know, to, to, to rush to my purse to pull out my notebook to jot down things, you know, that I hear about, you know, whether they're films or books or, you know, I don't know. I mean, I just, I feel like I'm in a kind of wonderful um, kind of classroom, you know, feeling of, you know, all of these things that I want to jot down and remember and look up and, um, and
1: that's really exciting, no. Yes, yes. I mean, because, because not unlike your, your, your discovery now and uh, ability to speak fluent Italian, it's, it's a possibility of continuously learning. And learning something new, and you know, my my father, uh, when I went off to university, made it very clear to me that the word university and universe have the same origin, and that the more interests we have, the more interesting we are. Okay. And, and I I, I think I, I I so deeply believe this. One question I have is, you know, when you when you arrived in Italy years ago, and now as you are going back, um obviously you can't go with your your library um so you can perhaps take a few books with you but it's mainly whatever you find there and i'm i'm wondering how it felt at first not to have your library there not to have that very um carefully organized and um and Ready to 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 inform or inspire you, library, but rather have a a clear and clean slate. Um, and if you if you need a library in order to to write and work.
0: Well, uh, it's funny that you should ask. I mean, this is a very interesting question. You know, I so before I left for Rome uh, over, well, when was it? About four years ago. Um, I. I I made a choice. I stopped writing. I stopped. Uh, I stopped reading uh, in English, right? To sort of prepare myself for this journey, this this geographical, uh, intellectual, creative journey, emotional journey I was about to make. So, um, so suddenly, my library became very small. Uh, you know, it, it 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 in spite of the many books in my home, uh, my active library became. A small pile of books in Italian, and and then before going, I I sent over exactly two small uh, U.S. Postal Service uh, boxes, really small boxes. I mean, they could maybe hold two medium pizzas, you know, <sighs> really kind of shallow small boxes. And inside of them, I put um, my Italian dictionary at the time, which I used to use, um, my, uh, you know, 5001 Italian verbs or whatever it's called, Um, and my husband put in a lot of dental floss and odds and ends to kind of um, package it nicely, Uh, and that was it. Uh, You know, I think, I, you know, maybe one or two novels um, that I thought, oh, I'll read them over there so we came and there was, there was almost nothing. Um, and it really, I mean, it did represent for me, uh, a totally new point of departure as a result, um, arriving with so few books. And what I found over the years, um, living in Rome, I still had relatively far fewer books than, um, than I have had, you know, I normally have in my life. Um, at this point, and I actually wrote a, a piece about this. I wrote a, a long essay about um, about my relationship to book jackets. And what because what I did in Rome was I because we had this enormous bookcase, and there's really nothing more disconcerting, I think, than an empty bookcase.
1: I've never known that, but I, 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 I'm sure it's terribly disconcerting. <laughs>
0: to a rented yeah. apartment that which is furnished and so you've got this massive wooden bookcase <sighs> a wall and you've got I don't know 15 books so right. what do you do so I started turning all the books on there to you know to display their covers and I made a kind of picture gallery out of, uh, of out of all the books
1: How marvelous and,
0: and what I noticed was it was this incredible um, I mean I, I sort of watched as the bookcase became you know more full over the years with you know books that my new writer friends in Rome would give me and I would proudly display them as if they were you know framed photographs of you know of dear ones on my mantle I mean that was what it felt like because they became they became objects right as well as books to read Um and I and I was just very acutely aware of, of my mind uh, shifting and, and growing in, and, and moving in another dimension in another direction in another uh, language and um, and and now that you know and then we moved when we moved back to, to New York I mean now we live back in our house and Brooklyn, and but my active library is still really just a pile of books by the side of my bed, which are the Italian books.
1: Now you mean
0: now, but but then I had another struggle in Princeton, where I started teaching in the fall, and I moved into my new office, and there uh, I I had to um, I had to uh, um, confront another empty bookcase, which was even more disconcerting. Uh, and I didn't know, you know, how to handle that, that emptiness. Um and, you know, I don't live there so yet. So I every week I would take a tote bag and I would fill it with as many books as I could bear to carry on the train. And I would always think, Oh, this time it's going to really look good and full and normal and uh but but it's still, you know I mean I would just I would I would put the books up and then and then I would think that's it. You know, I mean, is that really it? That's all, that's all of that weight that I carried on my shoulder and just to give me another, I don't know, six inches of, um, you know, of books on the shelves. And so there is something, I mean, I do need books. I do need physical, uh, books around me to feel, um, at home. And, uh, but it can, they can be few, um, and as long as there's a pile by the bed and some books on the desk and um and even if you just have a dozen to face out on the on the bookcase in the living room i think um i think it's okay and i and i think even having a little bit you know it's like um i mean here everything is so big and so full you know you open up these big refrigerators and they're crammed with food (gasps) It's very different. Again, I mean you know in Europe Yes,
1: and you, you shop in a completely different way. Shop you, differently,
0: you... you shop every day and it's it's perfectly normal to open the refrigerator and have two things inside of it. Um it doesn't mean that you're starving. You're just eating differently.